You are listening to OnSug Radio. This is Archive Previews. January 13, 2024. Here's the next random clip. The Paunch Stevenson Show, Episode 173, 7-3-11, 09-25 by Greg and Rob. Great now. He didn't do anything super. <laughs> I would have been sued. So Super 8 by J.J. Uh, Abrams. He can fight up to eight evildoers at once. How does he do that? He clones himself eight times. That's why he's Super 8. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so yeah, Super 8, J.J. Uh, Abrams... The uh, director of uh, the Mission Impossible, uh, uh, some of those movies in uh, Star Trek, and uh, uh, some other stuff. Cloverfield was he the director of that? Or was Unfortunately, <laughs> well, let me just say that I'm pleased. I was v- very much pleased that this movie had really nothing to do with Cloverfield. <laughs> well, yeah. Surprisingly, and again, I was very pleased about this, but surprisingly, I, I, I don't remember any shaky cam. No, there was no shaky cam. Finally. <laughs> but there were lens flares. Yeah, there were some weird blue lens flares. Whatever, it didn't bother me. Yeah. So, alright, so Super 8, uh, and, and again, these are spoilers... The movie takes place in 1980. Or no, 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 no. 79. I'm sorry. 1979. Yes. In Ohio. And I was able to figure that out based on the soundtrack. How were you able to figure that out? Because they were playing My Sharona. They were playing uh, Heart of Glass by Blondie. They were... Songs that were popular, you know, they yeah, came out they, in 1979. Yeah, but that could have been later on. Yeah, but also the clothing and the hairstyles and the toys and the boys' bedrooms. It also said 1979 when the movie started. Oh, it did? Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, well, then I'm an idiot. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. Wasting right, your time on that. But no, the funny thing was, um, you know, J.J. Abrams was a Star Wars fan. And there was a couple of, like, small nods to Star Wars. Well, there were Star Wars, uh, you know, toys and posters in the boys' bedrooms. Yeah, but if you look at the poster, I was observing the poster. It was, it was hidden in the background. And it said Star Wars, but it didn't have any of the, like, Star Wars. You are listening to OnSug Radio. This is Archive Previews. January 13th, 2024. Here's the next random clip. The Meander of 44, knotted together, 5 slash 27 slash 15, 26 26 by the Meanderer. Font. I think I just saw a guy rummaging through cigarette butts for something usable. Almost back. Glad that's done. And uh, the thing of going to early lunches. The rest of the day feels so much longer. Looking forward to having many again. 
beat the postman back this time. They don't call them postmen, do they? I know. When I was downloading too much stuff, I just said the urge to download like British or Irish podcasts. But I can't keep up with what I got now. It's a sickness. Okay, I think we have a good concluding point. Maybe I'll try to read a list of books, maybe I won't. Thanks again for patching in, y'all. Have a good week. The books I sent to Kindle this week were The Bookseller by Cynthia Swanson, The Monarch by Jack Soren, The Curse of Anne Boleyn by C.C. Humphreys, The One and Only by Emily Griffin, The Last Letter from Your Lover by Jojo Moyes, The Sixth Extinction by James Rollins, A Small Indiscretion, Jan Ellison, If Morning Ever Comes, and Tyler, Ree Jane, Patricia Park, Requiem for a Mezzo, Carola Dunn, and The Constant Princess by Philippa Gregory. So concludes this episode of The Beyond Blur. Bye-bye. You are listening to OnSug Radio. This is Archive Previews. January 13th, 2024. Here's the next random clip. The Midnight Citizen 18, Super Bowl Ditch Party, 2 slash 11, 09 slash 28 by Mike Buddy. And then uh, basically being concerned with whether or not they've merited it. <laughs> but but uh, Ryan Gosling was in this movie and Michelle Williams, who uh, Michelle Williams, definitely the best um one to ever emerge out of Dawson's Creek and uh, Ryan Gosling, definitely the best one to emerge out of the cast of the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> okay. You remember that? He was on that, the Mickey Mouse Club back in the uh, early 90s. <laughs> he looked a lot like, uh, he looked like basically back then he looked less threatening than Justin Bieber does now. So I'll just say that. Somewhere in this world of ours, there is tape of um, me uh on the same uh set as as um as Ryan Gosling. <laughs> um if you find it I I don't know I'll have to find it and digitize it and put it up on YouTube and then immediately take it back down again cuz it's embarrassing. But when I was 12 years old uh, we went to Disney World and got into a taping of the Mickey Mouse Club. And this was the postmodern Mickey Mouse Club, okay? They weren't wearing mouse ears or anything like that. And uh, it wasn't like the one in the very early 90s, late 80s, where there were two adult guardians with the kids, <laughs> okay? But it was all kids. And remember, they used to do um, miniseries events that they would show in the middle of the show. Um, and then they would uh, do renditions of their own of, of uh, popular songs. <laughs> but um, they would uh, have a bunch of audiences and nobody under like 14 or 13 was allowed in the studio. So I was there with my, my sisters, Melinda and Melissa. And um, we're, we're standing in line. And uh, all of a sudden, 
um, like uh, we we go into the, the- we go into the uh into the stage and uh, we're really excited because we're going to see the taping of a of a live we're we're going to be the live studio audience of a show that we watch every single day when i was in the in the uh you know 4th and 5th grade and and even the 6th grade i'm ashamed to admit <laughs> we came home every day from school and watched the mickey mouse club and um it was just something on the on the Disney Channel. It's just when you come home, you'll watch anything that's on TV, and uh, the Disney Channel was on, so we watched the Mickey Mouse Club, and uh, we we liked it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, it was back in the days when they were kind of marketing more for like the preteen crowd. <laughs> okay, um, and uh, we watched it. And we we went onto the set and sat down, and they they uh, had a warm up comedian. This very non-threatening guy that came out and told a bunch of jokes about fart and vomit <laughs> and throw up and um, <laughs> and all that, and we were really excited. And then they started filming the show, and very very quickly, little by little, <laughs> um, it became the most boring thing that I think I ever sat through ever. <laughs> because um, you got to keep in mind, it's a, a room full of two hundred and fifty kids under 13 and they're wa- <laughs> they're watching a show that is not taped live okay so they have uh chances to go back and correct themselves so after a while we were all getting re- you are listening to on radio this is archive previews january 13th 2024 here's the next random clip hey everybody it's jimbo 187 six hundredth, 11 slash 9 slash 17, 3 sixths by Jimbo. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Private parts. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even set my clock, uh, it's just sitting up there. It says, uh, it says it's 10.53. It's no, it's 9.53. I just haven't said it. Uh, <clears throat> I just... <laughs> almost out of rebellion. Not that I care. I mean, not that I'm anti-time change. It's just if I can get away with it without setting the clock... I feel like I'm I'm a one up on everybody else, you know. Well, I guess y'all didn't watch the World Series, huh? I didn't either, really. I watched parts of it. Because, you know, my team wasn't in there, and I'm like, mm. It's the World Series, but it's not like the Super Bowl, you know, like if you're a football. Even if you're not a football fan, most people watch the Super Bowl. They won't this year, though. Well, most people will, but the people that are really kind of were fans that are not fans, they won't watch it. Uh, I won't watch it, for example. Uh, What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. World Series. It was a real exciting World Series this year. really was there was one game that was crazy crazy good 
Houston Astros. Mm. I hate the Houston Astros. I do. Can't stand them, and I can't stand them no more. Had a uh, cold front just uh, roll through here. I guess uh, it rolled through everywhere. Just about uh, at least uh, west of west of truth or consequences. Speaking of truth and consequences, where is Peaky River? I email him every now and then just to make sure he's still alive, and he is alive. But he's he's not being very active. <laughs> he's just not being active, unfortunately. I'd like to see Peaky River do something different in his uh, show. I don't know. You are listening to OnSug Radio. This is Archive Previews. January 13th, 2024. Here's the next random clip. Here in Heck, the death defiers, 4 slash 1 slash 12, 11 15ths by the artist Shaman. Noir, Piku River. Now we're in a whole new landscape. I stop my horse, my mount, and look around at the horizon. Where were we, Noir? The sand world. In the sand world. Wow. She was seeing what I was seeing. Now, if you look around the horizon, it's basically like a lot of sand dunes. Well, I had right? been there by myself, too. She was familiar with the sand world. And you weren't. But somehow well, you you, you no, wound up. Too, but we wound well, let up me say it, I, and I hope she doesn't take offense to this. I had been with other horses and gone to the sand world. Aww. Now I, you <laughs> have to go spoil it. <laughs> no, you <laughs> cad, you <laughs> bounder. We're out there in the sand world, and where did we go? Where did we ride to? To the Golden City. Exactly, we went to the Golden City, where you meet other mounted riders. And actually, there's these type of, um, let's say, uh, uh, solid teepee structures out in the sand world mm-hmm. where there's a center drinking place of energy. And you bring your steed horse up to that drinking thing with the other riders that are coming from other worlds. Luis Buñuel would have loved it. He would have maybe filmed it, you're thinking? Oh, this, 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I think uh, for a great artist like himself, he would have that personal experience to translate. I mean, great artists are actually experiencing what they translate into medium, whether it's film right. or books or whatever. So this is reality to us. I know. Well, I've, I've been on the edge of it a few times. The reality of, of people gaining energy from their... Um, Sexuality and sensuality oh, yeah, is actually key to our species becoming evolved because well, that's why they the threw more Wilhelm Reich into prison. The more energy we have, <laughs> yeah, the, the more, problem, the more we are able a to see. A little problem. Well, Wilhelm, uh, uh, Wilhelm, for the listen, Brandy wants to tell a little bit about well, Wilhelm Reich. Reich. 
uh, did a lot of very interesting writing about the function of the orgasm and how the orgasm is as necessary as eating as far as human survival on a regular basis. And science didn't like that too much. And then he started writing about orgone energy and selling boxes that he claimed would uh, capture and release this energy. And he made the mistake of selling them by mail in the United States. Oh. And a little, a little group of thugs called the FDA said, look, you 60-something-year-old man, you are committing fraud. And they threw, they burned his books. This this is in the night this isn't in like some witchcraft yeah. era. This is in the nineteen fifties. This right? is in the night they burned the man's books, they threw him in prison. This is an old man where he died. Wow. Exactly. Here's a little thing you may not Was know. Was he in Acumba? Is that the guy that That's what I'm gonna cover. Now we do a festival and we live in a little town called Acumba. Right. That's a border town in California. So there's only about two hundred, three hundred people out there and we're surrounded by wilderness, right? Mm -hmm. One day just before Will have. You are listening to OnSug Radio. This is Archive Previews. January 13th, 2024. Here's the next random clip. Snake T30, The Western Fields, 10 slash 25 slash 15, 1923 by Clara TSE. I want to see these movies now, you know, rather than not feeling you know, like we should because it's an uncomfortable experience. I just saw this pan poster here. Well, it's more of a banner. You know, every legend has a beginning. Pan, Peter Pan. Um, and yet it says, coming soon with two M's. Do people usually spell it like that? Coming soon with two M's and coming? I don't think I've ever seen it like that. Now let's go, let's go have a close look at the Bridge uh, of Spies poster. Now showing Tom Hanks, Bridge of Spies, inspired by true events. Oh, it looks like a war movie. In a world on the brink, the difference between war and peace was one honest man. Deutschlands. Deutsche. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsche. I still remember that, even though I've forgotten most of the stuff. Hotel Transylvania. I'm, uh, was that kid always there? Because didn't, didn't that, didn't the, didn't the kid that end up there become a zombie or something? Did they have a kid? But, uh, hmm. Curious. Well, they have the same eye color. So what, they, they had a half vampire kid? I'd be kind of curious about watching this again. Well, watching the first one again and then watching the second one because, yeah. Hmm. Well, Halloween is coming up and, you know, not much plan-wise, but I did, I did make, I do try to do something for Halloween. So I made a couple of um, lolly bags for my colleagues. Generally, they don't have a sweet tooth very much. So I just kind of, um, there's only about like, there is like four or five or six um, lollies in each one, so there's not really that many inside of them. So that you know they can just easily get it out of the way if they you know eat one every day in the week or something. Just for a little bit of Halloween spirit, maybe you could say. Ow, my arm just 
hurt for a minute there. Um, bit of Halloween spirit. But the bags that I got were really made for filling up to the brim. Like, you, you're really supposed to stuff them with, with lollies, and I didn't. And so I, I couldn't seal them like the normal way where you scrunch up the top and then you tie um, one of those cable ties around it. Well, cable ties. They, is it a cable tie? It's not a cable tie, is it? It's, it's one of those wire twisty things that you twist around it, but this one is in gold, of course. It's, it's prettier than the normal kind that you would use to like tie wires together. Um, so instead of you know, doing the normal way where you scrunch it up and you tie it around, I basically used it... Um, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what they're called, but like the way that you would seal up a, a, a packet of tea, um, where you you slip in the the wire the the, the, the the tie thing with wire in it and you fold the edges down so they're they're uh, how what, uh, how do you explain this sort of thing um do you you are listening to on radio this is archive previews january 13th 2024 here's the next random clip tape land 124 the Overnightscape 18th Anniversary Special, 3 13 21, 102 by Frank Edward Nora. To create this scene, museum artists studied specimens under a microscope and made models out of clay, wax, and other materials. <clears throat> For example, the acorn weevil larva was mold- is molded wax coated with shellac, petroleum jelly, and a latex like liquid. The Daddy Long Legs, Balsa Wood, and Wire. Oh, yeah, there's a Daddy Long Legs there, too. Wow. Yeah, this was quite quite the iconic uh, display in the museum. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, man, I feel like a DJ. <laughs> I feel like a DJ. Yeah. Overmodulating. Hello. Hello, Frank. Hello. Hello. It's like uh, over-modulating over here. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty good, right? This is that. This is that newfangled electronic music that they have these days. <laughs> what am I saying? I don't know what's going on with my equipment here. I need to figure it out. I, I have uh, I have some decent equipment. I, I, I thought, but uh, something's not working quite right in this whole setup. This is this is the music they call electronica. I don't know if that word is still. I don't know if that word is still in use. Electronica. They were trying to say back in the, uh, I remember in the 90s. What is going on here? Back in the, uh, back in the 90s, they were saying about how uh, rock is dead and electronica is the new genre. And they were just trying to, you know, trying to lump all the electronic music together in one meta genre, you know, electronica. But, um, you know, I mean, I, this electronic music is very popular. You know, I like, I like a lot of electronic music. Not dead. It's not dead. It's gonna come back, man. Yeah, 
rock is going to come back. Yeah, good luck on well, good luck with that. Well, it was actually last year <laughs> the revival. <clears throat> well, there's always new rock music, but it hasn't really become come back as a dominant genre. Strokes the stripes, the, the strokes, the white stripes, the vines and the hives. I think the white stripes and strokes are very good. I saw them in live several times. The hives are pretty good. The vines were just, I think, a, kind of a one-hit wonder. They kind of sucked. But we'll see. Maybe rock will come back again. Maybe rock will come back again. This yeah. year, 2003. Wow. Rock is going to be back. You'll see. Rock and roll. Rock will be back. Rock on. <laughs> 